0: On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, we wrap up the regular season and tell you who will advance in the NHL playoffs. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 59 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Grosch with you today. Chase, how you doing?
1: I am doing solidly. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, I woke up in a little bit of pain today, you know, still recovering from operation stuff. So we are recording separately. So, you know, does I always feel like at least it sounds at least a little different when we're recording separately. So that would be the reason
0: yeah absolutely. and uh, I'm a little bit tired today i I had an extra day off um for the weekend. I had the Friday off and so I figured that going into work tomorrow I would be just feeling brand new. That has not been the case. So hopefully tomorrow goes well and you know we got another short work week because it got a little bachelor party next week, so uh we might have to record an episode early. I'm not really sure what time we're coming home on Sunday. I'll let you know about that. but uh yeah, Ready? It's going really well. And I'm very excited for playoffs. We actually saw some NHL playoff commercials for the first time in uh, you know, a year because the NHL they doesn't they don't do any advertising unless it's actually playoff time, so that was nice to see.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely is. It, it's it's really really frustrating because you know, I I've gone on the tangent before, I'm not gonna do it again. But it just, you know, I I really want this game to just grow, and the NHL really does everything they can to make sure it just doesn't grow. Until playoffs come, then they try to act like, oh, we're we're the smartest, and we've we've been promoting like this all year. And then the second the Stanley Cup Finals are over, you forget hockey exists if you're not a true hockey fan.
0: So my question is, with the NHL, oftentimes us on the Bolts broadcast. We will have, you know, slow patches, little slow weeks where we try to come up with a game or something or we react to something. Do you think that the NHL doesn't advertise just because they're bad at marketing and lazy? Or do you think it's uh, them thinking, well, maybe we don't need to put everything into it because there is those slow patches and, you know, there's not something to advertise
1: every week. Here's the thing. If we did super, you know, in-depth video, podcast we wanted to make it so every show had more emphasis on general hockey news, you know, we try to keep it at minimum 50% Tampa Bay stuff every week. If we want to make it so there's more general hockey news, so it was 30% Tampa Bay stuff, we could, we could really find stuff. Like we could really make stuff that way. And if we were a video podcast, you know, we, we'd be able to utilize um, replays and highlights and, and all, all that type of stuff. But the NHL, they, you know, they, they really don't promote those big highlight, real goals or awesome plays or big hits or anything like that as much as they should you'll see them somewhere every once in a while you'll see like tsn put something out but you don't ever really see espn do it you don't really see it on the nhl's pages a ton they have the outlets they there's enough going on every night in the nhl for them to be able to promote something and they just don't always do a very good job of it
0: yeah i also feel like there's some pretty easy storylines just to advertise you know 30 second advertisement not a big deal you can just Talk about the goal race, how for a while there it was super close between Austin Matthews, Leon Draisaitl, Alex Ovechkin. Uh, you could just put up plays from the young guys. I mean, how many insane goals have we seen from Trevor Zegras this year? So uh, I feel like if you're just trying to grow your game, it shouldn't be that hard for the NHL marketing team to find something. Even though I know there is some slow patches, when it comes to advertising the game, that's all you have to do is – Look at the actual game itself. You don't need to necessarily find these deep storylines. I Agreed. So, uh, anyways, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking about playoffs, going to do uh, a game review, look at our last two games of the regular season, and then we're going to look forward to our upcoming first round of playoffs against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, spoilers, just in case you didn't know that, we are versing the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round.
1: I have also- no idea who that is.
0: That's a good point. Uh, well, now that you say that, I'm sure there's going to be some angry <laughs> Leafs fans in your mentions letting you know who exactly they are. They'll, yeah. They'll yeah, tell the, you how the, they want um, anything. The non Stanley Cup
1: winners in the last 60, 70, 80, 90, years.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we're going to also talk about our predictions for the major awards, such as the Heart, the Coulter, Norris, and Vesna. Uh, also going to be taking a look at some of the other series as well after the break, going to be breaking some of those down, let you know who we favor in each series, as well as talk about what series specifically we're most looking forward to. But let's start with a game review, Chase. Let's just wrap up our regular season with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we start off with our second-to-last game against the Blue Jackets. This was a tough one. We fell 5-2, to two, but again, it was one of those where we already had our spot locked in. Maybe we weren't playing everyone to their fullest. Like we had Brian Elliott, and that Vasilevsky wasn't playing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and r- really quick, sorry, I just I just I, I got to bring this up real quick because I, I was going. So I want to check the score of the Sweden USA game because the U eighteen gold medal game is going on while we're talking. Right now, Sweden's up five to four in the U S. and the U S. is out shooting Sweden fifty one to fourteen. Oh, so it's one of those games. Who's you never? Was that? that for the U S.? Um, Augustinus. So I can't remember the kid's first name. Okay um he's not bad it's just you know not his day and whenever whenever you're out shooting a team this heavily it never seems like you ever win those games so i think that's what we're gonna see here there's two minutes left five four Uh, it's looking a little spooky
0: what was it the peter morazic game back in 2012 or 2013 where he put up
1: i thought it was 2014
0: maybe where he put up what was it 67 saves or something crazy like that
1: yeah i mean he did so well that the next time it was and the check they used him as the freaking logo, it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool <laughs> for him, yeah. But, not bad, yeah, yeah. N- nonetheless, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna go over to our, our, our last Tampa games that we were talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I as the smartest person that I, I know myself, um, I correctly predicted that the Tampa Lightning were gonna drop one of these games, and it wasn't gonna be anything to worry about because it was again just gonna be guys that are getting some extra time trying to keep guys fresh. Sure enough, that's what happened. You go against the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's just not, you know, not a star-studded team by any means, but still a team that, you know, they they have some fight in them. We give Brian Elliott the start, probably his last start that we're gonna see this season, and does whatever. You know, he doesn't do a bad job. He, he makes a decent amount of saves, but didn't, you know, just like shut the door or anything. It's just one of those games to kind of move on.
0: Yeah, and then the final game being against the New York Islanders, this was a win as well, making us five of our last six regular season games, all wins, which is super exciting leading up to the playoffs. We talk about momentum, how big it is for a team to grab that momentum and run with it in the playoffs. We saw the St. Louis Blues go on that historic Stanley Cup run, all because they got momentum leading into the playoffs. For a team that had a, I think it was a four-game losing streak and then another five-game losing streak in one month, to be able to win five of our last six, that's huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it was nice to see the stammer time, Hattie, especially, you know, going into playoffs. Um, it, it was so, and also in this game, I do got to mention that Zdeno Chara was given first start of the game. I'm assuming that's a retirement thing. He got a second goal of the year in this game and it's about what he did. So i assuming it's a retirement type thing, they being the, the home team, but nonetheless, good to see Stamkos who really was the first star of this game. Got a hat trick. Hopefully he can carry that momentum like he has, you know, in the last couple of weeks End of the playoffs, as you mentioned, what we're looking for with this whole team. Right now, the way they're scoring, the way they're clicking, it's very promising. It's a very good sign. When you're playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs, as they're going to be coming up, it's a team that you really got to be clicking on all cylinders. You, you, you got to be just firing. You got to be scoring. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. Because nonetheless, if, if they're you know if they're a team that has a history of choking or not, they are a very talented hockey team. They have a lot of elite players. They have a good enough team where they can, they, like if they won the Stanley Cup, if it was any other team but Toronto, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be completely unfeasible. But everyone thinks Toronto's curse and is never going to win it. So it's, it's a legitimate team that you got to be ready to play against. So it's good to see that they're scoring right now. Hopefully it continues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let's hop into that first series. Uh, you talked about it. Toronto, known for uh, having a bit of a curse in the first round of playoffs, not able to get past the first round, constantly choking. Uh, and the last time we saw the Toronto Maple Leafs was only a week ago, where we just... Murdered them eight to one. Uh, do we expect a quicker series with the reaction of our last game and the Toronto Maple Leaf curse, or do we think this might be one that takes us to Game Seven or or even Game Six? Uh, what do we think here?
1: Well, spoiler alert. You know, I filled out my bracket and I do have the series going seven games. I do think that our Tampa Lightning has a better chance. Than the Toronto Maple Leafs, even though I've seen some things saying odds, suggesting that Toronto Maple Leafs are like the favorite team. I get that because they're higher in the standings and also Sweden just scored to make it six to four. They're going to win U18 gold. So tough for this U.S. team that played really well through this tournament. But nonetheless, I I think it's not going to be an easy series, but I do have all the faith in our Tampa Bay Lightning. I think it's going to be a hard fought series all the way through. Obviously, you know, we're going to we're going to talk a little more game by game throughout the series, throughout our podcasting and stuff. But if I had to do an early projection, I do think that we're going to be able to come out on top.
0: Yeah, and make sure to go fill out your brackets. You can do that on bracketchallenge.nhl.com. Uh, I filled mine out as well. And Chase, maybe we could even put the link to our bracket challenge out on the Bolts broadcast so that anyone listening can join our bracket challenge, see how you do compared to us. Um, and hey, maybe then you can be the host of the Bolts broadcast if you do well enough. Who knows? Uh,
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely be sure to tweet it out.
0: uh, And then I also took Tampa in the first round. I did in six. So both of us agree. It's going to go a little longer. This isn't going to be a huge blowout. Uh, Austin Matthews, phenomenal. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about him more when we get to the trophy tracker section. But uh, this is a very good team that hasn't always shown up in the biggest moments. Versus Tampa, a very talented team who have shown up in the biggest moments. So that's why I'm going to take the experience and the success of Tampa, including the better goaltender in Vasilevsky uh, over Toronto. But this should be a closer series than uh, what some people may think. I agree. All right, we are going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to continue to preview other series, uh, talk about a coaching change, as well as give our picks for the major awards. We'll be right back. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Make sure that if you are doing any betting on the NHL playoffs to head over there because they got some good deals over there. And if you want to make money off of the playoffs, might as well go that extra step instead of just doing the bracket challenge like we talked about earlier. Chase, any bets so far for you when it comes to these playoffs?
1: Not placed anything yet. Something I'll look at a little more today, but not quite yet, now.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the first coaching change of the offseason game very quick as the regular season hasn't even ended technically yet because we currently have a game going on right now.
1: Yes, we do. Um, but the first coaching change was the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they moved on from head coach Jeff Blashill. announced that they will not be extending his contract, so the head coaching search begins you know, I got to imagine, well, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to have like coaches specifically that I'm going to name, but I got to imagine we're going to see four to five probably or so head coach openings. So these guys are probably all, if not most going to get, you know, inter- interviews, opportunities elsewhere. So Jeff Blashill is probably a guy that gets an opportunity elsewhere. But in the meantime, the wings will begin to put together a search party and Stevie Y will try to find his replacement.
0: Yeah. And Jeff Blashill, he kind of burst onto the scene when he first took over the Red Wings. That was when Peter Morazic and Dylan Larkin were doing insane things leading up to the all-star break. And after the all-star break, things kind of just fell apart for the Red Wings. And uh, ever since then, it's been a bit of the same this year. They looked very good or at least very competitive with a lot of their younger guys. So uh, I think Blashill, a nice transitioning coach for them, uh, helped them to get some of the players that they got in the building. So uh, we'll see if the Red Wings can bring in a new guy that can excel with the talent he's got around him.
1: Yeah, just wonder who that may be.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about you know potential coaching candidates uh, once more coaching changes happen eventually. But uh, let's now go finish our regular season uh, summary with the awards we're going to be talking about for the Hart, the Calder, the Norse, and the Vesna. Um, Chase, I'll let you go first on the heart and I think that I'm going to try my best to pick something else unless it's like insanely obvious, you know?
1: Yeah. My, my number one, I'm just going with my number one, whoever it is for everything. My yeah. number one, um, I, I am going Igor Shostakovich goaltender for the New York Rangers. I know that it's going to be awesome. Matthews award. I, I, I know that that's what it really is showing, but without Shisterkin, the Rings the, the Rangers were, were just they, they weren't a playoff team this year. Like you saw them play with anybody else in that and it just didn't go well. And when, when Shisterkin played, he just kind of dominated. So how does that not spell out most valuable player to your team right there? I don't know. I, I don't know how at least if, if it was my vote, I don't know how I wouldn't have him as my number one because I, I just think he clearly made that much more of a difference than every other player in the league.
0: Okay. Uh I'm gonna go awesome Matthews. Um, obviously 60 goal scorer. I think the same can be said about him. If awesome Matthews isn't there is Toronto in the spot that they are. I'm not too All sure. Right. Um, but I think that another name that needs to be brought up uh, and the name that I was actually expecting to go with was Jonathan Huberto because Jonathan Huberto had an absolutely absurd season this year. Uh, he finished second in scoring only behind Connor McDavid, who, like you said in last episode, you know, set records for himself uh, in goals and points. So he had a great season as well, but there's just so many talented guys that I'm going to go with the leading goal scorer in the league. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. All right, Calder Trophy now. This is one where uh, we see a lot of younger guys, but maybe one of the leading candidates is a 26-year-old.
1: I am not saying that any, anybody who was alive when the pyramids were built should win the Calder Trophy. So Michael Bunting is out. Moritz Sider is the clear, clear, clear winner as he was the best rookie in the NHL, and it really wasn't very close.
0: I would agree that Sider deserves it. I give a shout-out to Trevor Seagrass as he would win the popularity vote if it was a popularity vote for the actual Calder Trophy.
1: Yeah, yeah, for, like for sure. Like, and it's not taking anything away from any other rookie that played. Like, Trevor Zagros, Lucas Raymond, you know, Sider's teammate. You can even go look at Anton Lundali, Matthew Boldy. who got half a season. Like these guys, they all played great, but Moritz Sider played like a number one defenseman on a team where like a, a guy that you would want to play thirty minutes and not a problem, and could play thirty minutes on every single team. Like he would, he would play with Victor Hedman here. He would go. To you know, he he'd go to the Penguins and be be a top pair guy. He'd go to Washington. And he and he'd you know he'd possibly play his offside that of with uh, John Carlson. Like he's that good, where he's going to almost any team and being becoming their number one defenseman, at least a top pair defenseman as a rookie. That's how he played. So I don't know how you can say it to anybody about him.
0: Yeah, and it kind of shows that maybe the Red Wings' philosophy still works here. I mean, how many times have people gone out against the Red Wings' philosophy of? Letting their prospects groom in uh, the minor leagues or overseas, well, they do that with Moritz Seider. He sits out for I think it was two seasons, and then Raymond, he was overseas for one season. They come in uh, with a little bit more experience under their belt, and they both pre- perform spectacularly in their first NHL season.
1: Yeah, and you know that, that's not even like over too much overreaching. You could argue that those guys would have been rushing a little quicker by some other teams but they gave him even a slightly more patience but it, it definitely worked out for them um Moritz Lider, he's just he's going to be so fun to watch he's my favorite young player in the NHL him and unfortunately Anton Lundell on on the other side of our state you know if you want to call it that way um, th- those are my my two picks that I would have for, for the Calder and also my two favorite young players in the league
0: yeah very exciting players to keep an eye on uh, that'll continue to have success in hopefully their long illustrious careers. But let's not go over to the Norris. Uh, not really talking as many young players here, but there is one that stands out. However, I don't know if he
1: should be the front runner. So this is this is a tough debate this year. Like I inter- I understand a couple arguments. Roman Yossi is carrying his team offensively. Uh, carried them to the playoffs without him, they are a train wreck. So. That's a guy who deserves heart contention and a guy who deserves top Norris contention. I understand that he's not a def- strictly defensive guy. He's not someone who's shut down, not someone that you think is, you know, if you're thinking of top 10, 20, 30, 40 shut down defenseman guys in the league, it's it's not Roman Yossi. I get that. You, you know, you can look at Kale Carr, who didn't score as much, scored a lot, played a lot better defensively, too. You know, it, it's really just it's kind of kind of compare and contrast. You know, if, if you go one of those guys or if you go with the older player and Victor Hedman, who. Just is the best defenseman in the league he's still you know that that dude he's still that special uh if I, I can't remember right off the top of my head but i'm like i, I i'm drawing a blank on his head at the moment but i'm pretty sure he's per game for us this year but yeah, nonetheless he, i know he's an 80 point he's what's that 85 points yeah that's what i thought i knew i knew he was an 80 point guy so like he, he's scoring while well i'm playing incredibly defensively too so there's so many routes you can go and i can understand i think roman yossi is the one that's going to win it though i If I had to choose one vote, though, it's probably our guy, Victor Heppin. That's probably the one I vote, but I think Roman Yossi is going to end up winning it.
0: Yeah, I agree with the Roman Yossi pick. He's only four points off of that 100-point mark, which it's been quite a while since we've seen a defenseman put up over 100 points. So uh, I got to lean the Swiss-born defenseman in Roman Yossi. That is really one of the sole reasons that this Nashville team actually made playoffs.
1: Yes, Indeed.
0: Finally, let's go over to the Vesna. This tracks the best goalie in the league. Uh, your heart went to a goalie, so I find it hard to imagine you would give the Vesna to
1: anyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to Shisterkin. like well, How silly would that be to choose somebody else for the award? He is, in my opinion, very, very, very clearly the top player, the, the, the number one goalie this season. So I... I I don't really. I, I know that, you know, Andre Vasilevsky is probably a better goaltender as he's the best goaltender in the league, but it doesn't change the fact that Igor Shusterkin played so well this year that the, this guy deserves us.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, when you look in a bubble, Andre Vasilevsky definitely the best goaltender in the league. But if you're looking at this overall season, it's just flat out Igor Shusterkin was the best goalie in the league. So when you're looking at stats and how he affected his team, everything like that, Shusterkin deserves the award. Two other names that I think should uh be in talks for the award i don't i don't think they should win it but guys that deserve some credit freddie anderson with carolina and then jacob markstrom with calgary two goalies that really stood on their head a bit freddie anderson i know he was a little bit banged up um but two guys that played really well
1: jacob markstrom will never ever ever get the credit he deserves it's crazy yeah he he is a hell of a goaltender if, you, if you're choosing a goaltender like, that you, you really want to like model your game after and and play like and have that type of goalie, like Jacob Markstrom is that dude. Sure. Yeah, Vasilevsky is probably better. Yeah, Dominic Koscik was better. Yeah, Marber, blah, 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 all that stuff. But nonetheless, the size, the physicality, the way he plays, the confidence he has, and how good he is, Jacob Markstrom is that complete goalie bet. And like any other market, he's played in terrible markets. If he plays in any other big market, he gets that recognition.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Chase, let's move on to our playoff preview. We'll start on the Western Conference. Uh, we've got four series to preview here. We'll start with the number one seed Colorado Avalanche versus the second wild card Nashville Predators. What are you thinking,
1: poor guys, um, poor Nashville Predators? Thanks for coming out. I, I I don't think this should be much of a fight. To be honest with you, I think that Colorado is going to be. In a great position and should go out and win this one pretty safely.
0: Yeah, I've got Colorado in five. I think that they very well could do it in four, Uh, but I figured I'd give Nashville a a little nod of uh, approval by giving them one game, so uh, I agree. Colorado should be able to just Put this one in the frickin' bank. Uh, let's now talk about the Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. I think probably the most interesting and exciting playoff series to come out of the West.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. And it's mostly for Minnesota. It's partially St. Louis. You know, they got some great young guys. And you look at Robert Thomas, Jordan, Cairo, like you know, two young studs. T- Sanko had a bit of a career revival, but really it's Minnesota who I'm watching for. So much young talent of a fun team. Kirill Kaprizov had a dominant season. It's a team that I am excited to root for out of the West. And it's going to be nice when they get a six win or six game series win over St. Louis.
0: You know, I think this is going to be really close. I have it going to seven and I think St. Louis is probably the more structured team. Probably the team that uh, I, I have not checked the, the betting odds, but it wouldn't shock me if St. Louis is the favorite here, even though they are the third seed compared to a second seed in Minnesota um that being said though i picked minnesota in seven i think that even though the goaltending options in minnesota haven't been as good as st louis i think mark andre fleury really revives the flower that we all know and love here in the playoffs and i think that him and Kirill kaprazov will be the reason minnesota moves on in seven that's fair Calgary versus Dallas. This is the number one seed Calgary flames versus the first wild card team in Dallas. Uh, I wish we just went back to one through eight seeds instead of the divisions and then two wild cards, but I agree a
1: thousand percent. I agree. Just, just, just the top teams make the playoffs regardless of division. I, I understand like this is, a, this is a problem, but like I wish it was just the top 16 teams, but I know that you don't want Boston and LA playing series one and then Boston's got to play San Jose series two. You know, I, I understand, I understand that, but like it, it sucks when, when someone who's, if you got 16 teams and one of the best 16 teams doesn't get to make it, it kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I just don't really like being like, Oh, the number one seed in the central versus a wild card, the number one seed in the Pacific, like just have sure. one number one seed yes. while on yes. each side. Yes. But- agreed. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyways, the number one seed in the Pacific Calgary versus the first wild card Dallas stars. This is one. I've seen a lot of people say there might be a little bit of an upset.
1: No, no, you're not no. buying
0: into the upset.
1: Not even in the slightest. Calgary is just too structured of a team, too strong of a team this year. Jacob Marks. I'm not getting the credit. He deserves yet again. They are going to win this bitch in five.
0: Uh, I agree. I'm I'm not buying into the upset either. I've got Calgary. It's going to take them one more game than, uh, you know what you projected. I projected in six, but I agree. Calgary, it, this team feels a little bit different. Not different enough to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, but uh, it does feel different enough to at least get past this first round.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree there.
0: Edmonton versus the L.A. Kings. This is another series in which. I kind of want to go for the underdog and maybe there's some real upset potential here. Uh, but then you also got to look at the other side. You've got two of the five best players in the world.
1: This one, you know, I really could see going either way 100%. I'm with you here. I do have Edmonton in six. This so it just doesn't feel like a game seven series to me. I don't know why it just doesn't, but I could really see this going one way or the other. I, it's, it feels like to me, you know, whoever wins game one, or maybe whoever gets to, the two wins first is the one that's going to win the series. It's to me something kind of like that. Um, if, if L.A. wins, you know, it's, it's going to be not surprising at all. But it's hard to count against Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, even if in previous years they have not really succeeded like he hoped. Uh, it's still hard to count against those guys.
0: I agree with you 100%. I also have Edmonton in six. Uh, you got the veterans in Anze Kopitar, Drew Doughty, over with the L.A. Kings, but I just don't know if they have – enough to get over the hump of Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. So agreeing I with you. I, I do
1: got to say something real quick. I'm going to cut you off. Uh, I, I almost forgot. If, if LA goes on a magical run, don't be surprised because Dustin Brown said, you know, I'm going to retire after the season, so maybe they're going to play with a little more juice in the playoffs.
0: Maybe. That would be something. Uh, but let's go over to the number one seed in the Atlantic. That's the Florida Panthers versus the wild card Two, the Washington Capitals. Any chance out of Washington here?
1: I mean, technically, like they're 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 going to get a win out of this one, so they're going to have a little bit of hope. But it's going to be a five game series win for Florida, uh, especially if Obi misses time. I don't know if he's going to miss games or anything. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. But if if he does miss any games, I mean, what what are the what are the hopes for Washington at that point? This Florida Panthers team is. Too well-rounded, too good, not really any holes. So I, I got to go 4 to 5
0: Yeah, I got to agree here. I see this very similarly to the Colorado-Nashville series where, uh, you know, the, the underdog might be able to squeak one out, but this really shouldn't be all that close. I think Florida's the better team. They've got the better goaltending. Uh, you got Jonathan Huberto, Alexander Barkov, guys that are just playing at the top of their game. And if Ovi misses any time, then this is going to be done quicker than what we expect. I agree. Uh, we talked about Tampa and Toronto already. Talking about Tampa taking that one. Shea said in seven. I said in six. Let's head over to Carolina, the number one seed in the Metro versus the Boston Bruins. This is one where I could see it going either way. Um, I had a little bit of difficulty first picking, but I'm pretty confident in who I got.
1: Yeah, I got Carolina in six. I think this, again, yeah, I agree. It could go either way. Another series, it just doesn't feel like a seven-game series to me, though. And it really depends who wins that first game or two. But I, I could definitely see a a scenario where Boston plays well enough and and ends up topping, you know, what is technically the favorite team. But I just I really like this Carolina team, as you mentioned. Freddie Anderson's playing well. They really don't have as many holes as they did in previous years. So if there's a year to really buy into them, I would say it's now. Are you copying
0: off my bracket challenge? I might be. Because I've got Carolina over Boston in six as well. Uh, I just love the young guys on this team. And I have been, uh, you know, outside of Tampa Bay, I've been pulling for them to do well in the playoffs over these past two seasons. And, uh, you know, they've they've done a little bit, but, you know, get shut down by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And so I'm going to continue rooting for them here against Boston. I agree. The New York Rangers... Versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, the two and three seeds in the Metro. What do we expect out of this one?
1: So this could be a solid series again. Um, I talked about a certain goaltender who's been playing really well this year, and I think that is going to continue into the playoffs as Igor Shesterkin helps the New York Rangers get a six-game uh, series win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. You got Sidney Crosby. You got Evgeny Malkin, You got Chris Letang. Chris, Tristan Jari's had a bit of a career revival. You've got Jake Gensel. You've got nice pieces, sure. But I, I, I just really got a feeling Shasterkan's gonna carry, carry the team and the games where they lose they're gonna lose games like two to one and, or one nothing and he he's gonna have one of the better single like round playoffs we've seen in a while.
0: Shasterkan's great. Um, but that's not the reason why I took the Rangers in five. Uh, oh I I think the Penguins still have immense talent. Like you mentioned, the guys uh, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel attain. I just feel like this Pittsburgh team is over the hump. And this could be a series where you see Malkin and Crosby start to get frustrated with the lack of production. Um, You know, Shusterkin's going to be a part of that, but I also think just the overall defense of the Rangers is going to be able to grind down uh, these older Penguins forwards. And we've seen that uh, when the Penguins are getting beat up they don't tend to bounce back super easily, especially now that they're getting a little bit older. So I just feel like the Penguins, although I'd like to see, you know, the, the OVs and the Crosbys and the Malkins, these older guys that were the peak players of our generation, even though I'd like to see them excel, I feel like it's starting to wind down a little bit. And it's sad, but that's how I feel. I'm going to Rangers in five.
1: That's, you know, it's fair. It, it's all got to happen at some point. And it definitely seems like it's it's heading towards that path. So, uh, you know, I can definitely understand that.
0: Yeah. And, and then the Penguins, they've got some contracts to look at this offseason, too. I know Latane's expiring. Uh, is Malkin expiring, too? Or, or am I making that up?
1: I'm not sure on that. I one might be making too. that up.
0: But, uh, yeah, the Penguins kind of in a tough situation. But, hey, maybe they pull up an upset on the likely Vesna winner and Igor Shosturkin. But uh, those are our first round previews. We are going to keep an eye on all the series, mainly, of course, on the Tampa Bay-Toronto series. And then once the second round's over, we'll give you, or once the first round's over, excuse me, we'll give you our second round predictions. And uh, if you want to join our bracket challenge, we will post the link to that on the Bolts Broadcast Twitter. Uh, You can join us there. And then once all the picks are locked, you'll be able to see our full bracket see what we've got so that's gonna do it for the main segments of the show we're gonna go to hockey name of the day now yes, sir uh Janati Janati stole okay that's so not the, it. The,
1: the way the way the way you're like G- G- and then you just pause for like G- six G- seconds <laughs> uh
0: Ganadi Gana gannadi G- 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 stole Yarov
1: Gennady, ah, Gennady, Stolyarov. like gnocchi, not like gnocchi, not at all. Like Not like what? Gnocchi. What the hell is that?
0: You don't know gnocchi? No. Do you call it ganache? Is that what you call it? I don't even know what that is. It's like a potato stuffed noodle.
1: I don't like potatoes very much. I mean, it's, you know, this It's gnocchi. It's really good. Well, I've, I don't know if I've ever had it, so I guess you're going to have to make it one day. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Gennady Silyarov is a 35 year old Russian forward. Just finished up a season in the Czech League, playing for HG Sparta Praha, played for uh, Murano in the Alps League as well, which is an Italian team. Spent a lot of time in Russia, spent you know most of his career there as he is from Russia. Was a eighth round pick by the Detroit Red Wings 2004. Looking at his page, though, it's interesting. Usually when you see guys that had this long of careers in the KHL, played in the Russian leagues as young as he did, um, usually they play some sort of international um, play for their home country, but he doesn't have a single game of international play for Russia. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, so a little bit weird.
0: Yeah, good name, though. Reminded me of Nyoki, so you're going to have to look that up. <laughs> I guess uh, so. But that's going to do it for today's show. We want to thank you so much for coming out. Chase, hit him with an outro.
1: Yeah, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Well, I it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. You get all the content you need on Twitter right there. Make sure you go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy, dumb squeezy. Wherever are are listening, if your rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. We're able to use code THPN. We stop for DraftKings.
0: Thanks so much for stopping by.
1: We'll talk to you next time.